This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when exhaustion and depression stop you in your tracks? After her own experience, Pastor Juanita Rasmus learned how to be with God and herself all over again. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 28, through 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Kings chapter 1, beginning at verse 28, David picked Solomon as his successor. King David responded, Summon Bathsheba. She came and stood before the king. The king swore an oath, As certainly as the Lord lives, he who has rescued me from every danger, I will keep today the oath I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel. Surely Solomon your son will be king after me. He will sit in my place on my throne. Bathsheba bowed down to the king with her face to the floor and said, May my master, King David, live forever. King David said, Summon Zadok, the priest. Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada. They came before the king, and he told them, Take your master's servant with you, put my son Solomon on my mule, and lead him down to Gihon. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet will anoint him king over Israel, then blow the trumpet and declare, Long live King Solomon. Then follow him up as he comes and sits on my throne. He will be king in my place. I have decreed that he will be ruler over Israel and Judah. Benaiah son of Jehoiada, responded to the king, So be it. May the Lord God of my master the king confirm it. As the Lord is with my master the king, so may he be with Solomon, and may he make an even greater king than my master King David. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, the Kerithites, and the Pelethites, went down, put Solomon on King David's mule, and led him to Gihon. Zadok the priest took a horn filled with olive oil from the tent and poured it on Solomon. The trumpet was blown, and all the people declared, Long live King Solomon! All the people followed him up, playing flutes and celebrating so loudly they made the ground shake. Now Adonijah and all his guests heard the commotion, just as they had finished eating. When Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he asked, Why is there such a noisy commotion in the city? As he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar, the priest, arrived. 
Adonijah said, Come in, for an important man like you must be bringing good news. Jonathan replied to Adonijah, No, our master, King David, has made Solomon king. The king sent with him Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, the Carathites and the Pelethites, and they put him on the king's mule. Then Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anointed him king in Gihon. They went up from there rejoicing, and the city is in an uproar. That is the sound you hear. Furthermore, Solomon has assumed the royal throne. The king's servants have even come to congratulate our master, King David, saying, May your God make Solomon more famous than you and make him an even greater king than you. Then the king leaned on the bed and said this, The Lord God of Israel is worthy of praise because today he has placed a successor on my throne and allowed me to see it. All of Adonijah's guests panicked. They jumped up and rushed off their separate ways. Adonijah feared Solomon, so he got up and went and grabbed hold of the horns of the altar. Solomon was told, Look, Adonijah fears you. See, he has taken hold of the horns of the altar, saying, May King Solomon solemnly promise me today that he will not kill his servant with the sword. Solomon said, If he is a loyal subject, not a hair of his head will be harmed. But if he is found to be a traitor, he will die. King Solomon sent men to bring him down from the altar. He came and bowed down to King Solomon, and Solomon told him, Go home. First Kings chapter 2, verses 1-12 through 12. David's Final Words to Solomon when David was close to death, he told Solomon his son, I am about to die. Be strong and become a man. Do the job the Lord your God has assigned you by following his instructions and obeying his rules, commandments, regulations, and laws as written in the law of Moses. Then you will succeed in all you do and seek to accomplish. And the Lord will fulfill his promise to me. If your descendants watch their step and live faithfully in my presence with all their heart and being, then, he promised, you will not fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. You know what Joab, son of Zerurah, did to me, how he murdered two commanders of the Israelite armies, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jeher. During peacetime, he struck them down as if in battle. When he shed their blood, he stained the belt on his waist and the sandals on his feet. Do to him what you think is appropriate, but don't let him live long and die a peaceful death. Treat fairly the sons of Barzillai of Gilead and provide for their needs because they helped me when I had to flee from your brother Absalom. Note well, you still have to contend with Shemai, son of Gerah, the Benjamite from Bahurim, who tried to call down upon me a horrible judgment when I went to Mahanai. He came down and met me at the Jordan, and I solemnly promised him, by the Lord, I will not strike you down with the sword. But now, don't treat him as if he were innocent. You are a wise man, and you know how to handle him. Make sure he has a bloody death. Then David passed away and was buried in the city of David. David reigned over Israel 40 years. He reigned in Hebron seven years and in Jerusalem 33 years. Solomon sat on his father David's throne and his royal authority was firmly solidified. 2 Samuel chapter 23 verses 1 through 7. David's final words. These are the final words of David, the oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man raised up as the ruler chosen by the God of Jacob, Israel's beloved singer of songs. The Lord's Spirit spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The protector of Israel spoke to me. The one who rules fairly among men, the one who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of morning when the sun comes up, a morning in which there are no clouds. He is like the brightness after rain that produces grass from the earth. My dynasty is approved by God, for he has made a perpetual covenant with me, arranged in all its particulars and secured. He always delivers me and brings all I desire to fruition. But evil people are like thorns. All of them are tossed away, for they cannot be held in the hand. 
the one who touches them must use an iron instrument or the wooden shaft of a spear. They are completely burned up right where they lie. First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 23-30 through 30. Solomon sat on the Lord's throne as king in place of his father David. He was successful and all Israel was loyal to him. All the officers and warriors, as well as all of King David's sons, pledged their allegiance to King Solomon. The Lord greatly magnified Solomon before all Israel and bestowed on him greater majesty than any king of Israel before him. David's reign comes to an end. David, son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. He reigned over Israel forty years. He reigned in Hebron seven years and in Jerusalem thirty-three years. He died at a good old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him. King David's accomplishments from start to finish are recorded in the annals of Samuel the prophet, the annals of Nathan the prophet, and the annals of Gad the prophet. Recorded there are all the facts about his reign and accomplishments and an account of the events that involved him, Israel, and all the neighboring kingdoms. New Testament reading, Luke chapter 20, verses 9 through 19, the parable of the tenants. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, leased it to tenant farmers, and went on a journey for a long time. When harvest time came, he sent a slave to the tenants so that they would give him his portion of the crop. However, the tenants beat his slave and sent him away empty-handed. So he sent another slave. They beat this one too, treated him outrageously, and sent him away empty-handed. So he sent still a third. They even wounded this one and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What should I do? I will send my one dear son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to one another, This is the heir. Let's kill him so the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, may this never happen. But Jesus looked straight at them and said, then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and the one on whom it falls will be crushed. Then the experts in the law and the chief priests wanted to arrest him that very hour because they realized he had told this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. Matthew chapter 22 Verses 1 through 14. The parable of the wedding banquet. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to summon those who had been invited to the banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, the feast I have prepared for you is ready. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they were indifferent and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest seized his slaves, insolently mistreated them, and killed them. The king was furious. He sent his soldiers, and they put those murderers to death and set their city on fire. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but the ones who had been invited were not worthy. So go into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. And those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the wedding guests, he saw a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? But he had nothing to say. Then the king said to his attendants, Tie him up, hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. 
Father God, King of glory, thank you, O God, for your word, O God. Thank you, O God, for showing us, O God, in your word, the transition of power, if you will, O God, the succession, O God, the anointing, O God, placed on Solomon's life, O God, as David passed away in his old age, O God. Thank you, O God, for your covenant, O God, that remains until this day. Thank you, O God, that although David and Solomon and all the kings prior, O God, were not perfect in any way, shape, or form, O God, I thank you, O God, for the true and greater David, King Jesus, whose reign Oh God, will never ever end. Thank you for your covenant faithfulness, oh God, that David's kingdom, oh God, and that the throne, oh God, will remain. And I thank you, oh God, that in Jesus Christ, we see the fulfillment, oh God, of that covenant and that promise. And we thank you for our perfect King, King Jesus, our Prince of Peace, the Lily of the Valley, the Sovereign, Sovereign Lord. We're a grateful God. Thank you, O God, for who Jesus is to us, O God, that he is the king of our lives, O Lord, the sovereign Lord who reigns in our lives, O Lord God, and ought to reign, O Lord. And would you help us and make us ready for the wedding banquet, O God, for that beautiful, beautiful, glorious wedding banquet between the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and the church. Would you help us to make sure that we are preparing ourselves and preparing our wedding clothes and preparing our wedding garments, O God? Would you help those, O God, who have not yet accepted the invitation to enter the kingdom of God? Would you quicken them? Would you open up their eyes? Would you remove the scales from their eyes so that they can see, oh God, uh, and not trample underfoot the invitation to come into the kingdom and to come to the wedding banquet, oh God, and that you would get them ready. God, would you send laborers in the field to preach your gospel, to preach your word, oh Lord God, in this land, oh Lord God, we need revival in this place. So I pray that you, oh God, would send workers into the harvest, oh God, that you would send workers, oh God, to extend those invitations far and wide, oh God, and that the acceptance, oh God, would come in droves, oh Lord. Would you be glorified in our lives? We can't wait for that day, O oh God. And we ask, O oh Lord, that in the meantime, as we wait, as we wait patiently for Jesus Christ's return, that you will make us ready. Make us ready for the wedding banquet, O oh God. Make us ready for the feast. Make us ready, O oh God, to rejoice, O oh God. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what you have prepared for those of us who love you. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Juanita Rasmus experienced what she called the crash and what her counselor labeled a major depressive episode. This landed Juanita a busy pastor, mother, and community leader in bed. When everything in her life finally came to a stop, she found that she had to learn to be with herself and with God all over again. If you are longing for a trustworthy companion through dark days, this book is for you. Each chapter includes life-giving spiritual practices to help you discover your own new ways of being. Get your copy of Learning to Be at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table saints whatever is honorable whatever is just 
Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.